Welcome to chapter 6, and this is based upon the same type of things that showed up in chapter 5, but expand upon them. We're going to be a little more specific in some areas. I want to give you some things to think about as you're doing your reading this week. Don't forget that um, each week I have a breakdown at the beginning of each section where it tells you what chapter to read. There's a chapter overview that I've written for you to kind of give you a basic idea of what to look for even before you start your reading. So let's talk about target marketing. What do they mean by target marketing? Well, you might have seen the STP process. We talk about it. Step one, segmenting, divides the population uh, of that you help, you think you can reach, um, and who are your potential customers and who are not your potential customers, because we only want to target those people who we think actually might buy. And we're based that on uh, the demographic data discussed earlier, but also uh, on psychographic data, which we'll talk about in this podcast uh, the step two for the STP is targeting. So you pick those segments um, and you focus on what part of the campaign would be focused on those people. So um, as using our earlier experience, we had talked about earlier the um, ability to think of the end user versus the person actually purchasing. And we want to focus the pers- on the person purchasing. But sometimes the end user is done. This is done sometimes unethically when it comes to children. So what happens is what? We want children uh, to be interested in it, so they'll do what? Nag their parents. Yes, actually, that was actually a study done several years ago. You can see an interesting uh, segment on it if you ever watch the documentary uh, docudrama The Corporation, which I I suggest you check out. Not required for this course, but very much interesting. Uh, From their discussions also of of many things in... uh, business, but they do have some sections on public relations and advertising, which I think you'll find interesting. And the study was done to show that they were trying to find out uh, how often children nagged and what the parents would do. Some parents would dig their heels in and never buy if the student, uh, sorry, if the child, um, they were mostly uh, younger children and some of them were actually students, but some of them were not yet. And how often they would nag and some parents would buy if they were nagged quite a bit. Others would dig their heels in and say no. And then there was a group in the middle that was kind of would go either way, depending. So they would segment that. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm not recommending that as an ethical study, by the way. <laughs> but it was interesting uh, and you should watch the corporation if you want to see more about it. But we're talking about the targeting, who it is we think might actually buy. We're looking at um, not just the end user, but the person making the purchase. Step three is positioning. And what we start talking about positioning, you're talking about the customer and the product. How do we make the product um, in a way that's distinguished so people see it, they get it, they're thinking about it, they're feeling like this makes sense for them. Um, and, and how are we different or how is the product different from others in the market? Maybe it's completely different because it's the only one that exists or maybe you need to uh, differentiate in some way that's significant to that audience. And that's the important part, to that audience. It's interesting we talk about, we've discussed demographic segmentation and again it's reviewed here in uh, chapter, I'm sorry, panel 9 or slide 9 in the as you're going along, demographic segmentation, uh, gender, age, life stage, uh, household income, education, occupation, race, race, ethnicity, religion, or socioeconomic status. Um, you know, and these are these are interesting ways to look at it. Um, I don't like 
it as much uh, when we start talking about this because it can be uh, a tender issue and people start feeling like, wow, you've just targeted me because you think I'm part of this group. I mean, you've not even asked how I identify. So when we talk about how someone identifies, in this case, we're talking about um, a better judgment is not who we think they might be, but what they buy, what they purchase. And in that area, in that way, people identify by the action of purchasing. So, um, for example, when we start talking about what it is they buy, um, if you have access, for example, Amazon has access to your account, and they know what you bought, and they know who bought what, where, and when, and they do sometimes probably line it up with um, with, dem- with demographic information, but more interestingly, they can use cookies uh, to track on your website, whether you're not, whether you're in Amazon or not. But they base it on what you uh, what you purchase. So if you are an Amazon shopper, or even if you're not, you could at least try this by going in and searching around their website. If you are a shopper or you create a free account and you want to look around, you'll notice that the more things you click, the more things that are similar or related they will suggest. And that's psychographic. They're finding out exactly what it is you buy, what range of product, uh, what price range you're comfortable with. Uh, And they start making guesses on related objects through that. And if you click on one of those guesses, it gives them more data about things you might be interested in. And they do, do track the difference between things you click, you, you click to show interest and things you actually purchase. It's very helpful for them to know that. In a positive sense, it can give them uh, things that you should be uh, you might be interested in and they can suggest more things and uh, and a positive thing for them of course is that you might be more likely to purchase something if you were to um, if you were to purchase one thing and you purchase the next thing because it's related or you know they were able to offer better suggestions to you on the other hand if they're tracking everything you do that's that could be a little uncomfortable or a little disconcerting at the very least so you have to think about whether that's worth it or not don't forget when you're on a website cookies track you all over the place it seems like more and more websites are asking for that or requiring you to accept cookies. I don't know if that's something that's only happened recently. Um, I'm going to actually speak to someone I know who works in IT that tracks this sort of stuff, who works in, um, works in cybersecurity, uh, and find out a little bit more about that because it seems like that's been going on more, uh, more often than not. Uh, and I'm not the only one who've noticed it uh, recently. So people are actively trying to find out exactly uh, where you are and what you're doing. And hopefully, well, at least hopefully it goes back to the research and they're only looking for that purpose. So let's leave it at that. And let's say the advertisers do really need to know uh, what's effective. And they're trying to be effective with offering you better suggestions. I don't want to go any further with that today. Um, I appreciate your time, as always, listening to these podcasts. If you have suggestions about topics or if there's a specific area, of course, uh, that you're having trouble with, please do get in touch with me through my email provided uh, by the college. Thank you.